Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The information contained on this platform represents the opinion of the host and shall not be understood, construed as or a substitute for medical or health advice. Please see a health professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. It's the Black Health 365 podcast, and we are here to make sure you look good on the outside and even better on the inside. After all, looking good, feeling good, and living a healthy lifestyle 365 days of the year should be a daily choice. Here at the Black Health 365 podcast, we will address the healthcare disparities within the Black community with trusted voices and information to empower a healthy lifestyle. Ain't that right, Britt? I'm talking about mind, body, and soul. What's good, 365ers? My name is Britt Daniels, your fit life coach, yogi at heart, all the things. We are back here and we are your champions of healthcare and knowledge so that you can live life day by day, informed, and can apply that wisdom. Um, I'm also here with my co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to. It's just in my spirit. I don't know. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Uh, Jackie Page, radio personality, fitness enthusiast. Is it enthusiast or is it enthusiast? I just always get, which one is it? I think it's enthusiast, but well, know, if it doesn't roll off your song the way you feel comfortably, then why not? <laughs> whatever I want to call it today is whatever it's going to be. But I, I'm a lover of fitness. I'm Zumba instructor, personal trainer, nutrition coach, so on and so forth. Uh, welcome, 365ers, to another episode of the Black Health 365 podcast. It is still February. Okay, we are still giving blackity black 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 all february long because guess what we can do that okay we're also still giving it's jackie's birthday my birthday's on february 9th to be exact so all month long we're celebrating and we're also celebrating valentine's day and love yes okay Love, passion. American Heart Month. So it is all about love. It is all about heart health. It is all about knowledge and wisdom when it comes to your heart and how you can make sure that you are taking care of your heart because it is a very vital and a very important organ that cannot be neglected. And I said what I said. I love that you use the word vital, Jackie, because that's what today's Dharma talk is about. Vitality and passion. Uh, We got 28 days in February, so we got to take full advantage of every single day. Uh, This is a reminder, 365ers, that you got to live life every day like it may be your last. Live with passion. Live with a knowledge that, yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. So go all in um, and, and take that to heart. Period. And and he said what he needed to say, okay? Live every day as though it is your last day because you never know. It could very well be your last day. To that, um, it is American Heart Month. We have been talking about heart health. You know, we had Dr. Brown on um, last week to talk about heart disease and heart attacks and actually want to get somebody's story on yeah. having a, a heart attack. And having a heart attack very young too. Um, I don't I don't want to say too much because I'm still kind of like, yo, this is crazy. 
one, the story, and then two, just kind of at the age that, um, you know, he had the heart attack. So um, let me go ahead and introduce our guest today. He is a colleague of mine. We've been rocking for a few years. Sam, do I really need to go? Let me, let me, let me do the, let me do my job. Let me, let me go down your credentials. And I just made up another word. Uh, but Sam Pruitt is uh, the director of National Digital Partnerships at Radio One Reach Media. SP Sam Pizzle, what is up? How you doing? Greetings, greetings. Happy birthday month. Britt, what's going on? What's good, brother, man? I'm excited to have this conversation. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy that you're here in multiple different ways. One, we're happy that you're actually here because, um, as I was saying a few seconds ago, you had a heart attack at a very early age. So you may not, uh, at one point in time, you know, life wasn't completely certain for you. So we're happy that you were physically here, um, but then we're also happy to have you here with us to tell us your story. So um, Sam, go ahead and get into it because I'm still over here like, I, I don't know the full story, but I did see the age and I was just like, bro, what? Well, I've been told I get very long stories. So you want the long story or short story? We got time, baby. It's a podcast. Go right ahead. I, I give you the long story. I, I, I'll go there. So let's go back to uh, eighth grade for me. So eighth grade, you're about like 12, 13 years old. Went to the doctor. And for the first time, I heard that I had high cholesterol. In eighth grade, high cholesterol. So it's not a shock. I mean, my father, he had high cholesterol. He had high blood pressure, high everything. However, my father suffered from three heart attacks and a stroke. So, you know, it, it the writing's on the wall, right? However, I continue to go about life. By the time I turned 26, I started getting benefits. I got a big boy job, you know? It was one of those things where, you know, I was grinding in radio, but I had the opportunity to supplement my income uh, with another company. And I got some benefits where I wanted to take care of myself. So I go to the doctor again, like I said, I'm 26. I'm fairly active at this age, running around right after college, still playing flag football, pick up basketball games, all that good stuff. But when I went to the doctor, they took my cholesterol and it was around high 200s, 300s. And you know, the doctor, how can I put this? We probably weren't from the same places. So when she looked at the numbers, she said, wow, I've never seen cholesterol this high. I need to see you to a specialist. So I say, all right, cool. You know, I, I got benefits. I can go. So I go to the specialist. And mind you, they specialize in cholesterol. So when I go, she looks at my numbers and she's like, wow, I've never seen anybody with cholesterol this high at your age. And then she proceeded to tell me, you won't live to see 30. And this was at 26. And this was at 26. She said, you won't live to see 30. Mind you, as I mentioned, we didn't share the same neighborhoods. Mm. So, yeah, you know, when you go to the doctor sometimes, it's like, all right, gas. You're just trying to scare me. I mean, are you trying to get me to take this new drug? I mean, what are we doing? Mm. So it's hard for me to believe that when I'm so active, I'm at the time, I'm probably, what, 5'8", 160. I'm not going to live to see 30. Really? All right. So, you know, I, I go about my life. I, I do what I do. I did start to take cholesterol medicine. Again, I got benefits, so I could afford it. But when that medicine ran out, I didn't take it seriously to get it 
replaced. They also wanted to do an ultrasound on my neck and my chest to see if any blockages were there. But I'm like, I got to pay out of pocket for that? You mean my benefits don't cover that? Yeah, nah, I'm going to just skip that. So first mistake. So let's fast forward. I call myself making changes, right? I started to use margarine instead of butter. <laughs> I, I started to uh, yeah. get a, a medium fry instead of a large fry, right? So I, I'm doing things which I think are better, but they're definitely not better, you know? So that, that just tells you how serious I took it. So let's fast forward. When I moved to Cleveland in 2014, I joined this running group called Run With The Winners. And it was more of a social running group. So even though being from Cleveland, I had been gone for 10 years, so it was a good way to get back and meet people uh, that I didn't know when I lived there. So each week we'll meet up on Saturday, we'll do our run two, three miles. But one Saturday was different. So one Saturday we got up, we ran like normal, and we ran at this place called Edgewater Park. So I'm, I'm sure people aren't really familiar with this park in Cleveland, but Edgewater Park has a very steep hill. So if you bike in, if you walk in, if you run in, it, it's gonna take some energy. So as we hit this hill, this was probably a mile in the run. After we hit this hill, I got this complete tired feeling all over my body, just completely fatigued, right? And when we run in this group, we have people that you know do the seven minute mile, we have those that do the nine to 10 minute mile, and those who do like 13, 15, they just at the end of the pack. I'm usually at what, nine minute mile, but that day, I had to be like 20 a mile. Like I, I was moving slow. So the last person who we would usually cheer on was passing me. So, you know, my pride is getting to me. I'm like, oh, let me try to run again. I got to walk. No, you got to run. I got to walk. I, I just feel I got to walk. So it's usually somebody that stands behind and, you know, make sure everybody gets to the end of the run. And she saw me and she was like, you need some water? Usually I would be like, no, I'm going to tough it out. But I was like, you know what? I do. So as she went to get me some water, and again, the pack was way ahead of me. So as I had time to myself, I'm like, let me do what athletes do when they're injured, right? They, they get on the ground and usually somebody comes to help. Nobody was around. But I'm like, I'm just going to get on the ground and regain my composure. So sat there and I'm like, man, my car is so close. Let me just go to my car. I'll call everybody and tell them I'm fine, but I'm, I just feel like I'm killing the vibe right now this run. I, I just don't want to do that. I get up, I take two steps, my body said no. I felt like I just ran a complete marathon. I've never felt that tired in my life. It was like, it almost hurt. It didn't hurt, but it. you know how you're so tired sometimes you just feel like your body's aching? Like I just felt that real quick. So I'm like, nope, let me get back down on this ground. So at that point, I'm laying on my back. My phone is to my side. I roll over, unlock my phone, and call my girlfriend, who's my wife now. And I say, I don't know what's going on with me, but you need to get up here. So she's turning to my voice. All right, I'm on the way. We live two miles away. So as I sat there, after I called her, it was like a sense of accomplishment. Like, all right, let me just close my eyes and, and just take a nap or something like that just to regain my composure because I just feel so tired. So going back in the story, this is a social running group. So people change each week. Just so happened this week, a nurse was running with us. So they saw me on the ground and everybody just runs up to me, right? They run up to me, they check my pulse. They're like, wow, his pulse is extremely low. Keep him awake. So mind you, I still don't really know what's going on. I'm tired. 
but they're literally trying to keep me awake, throwing water on me, just asking me all these questions. Uh, where do you live? Where do you work? I'm like, why y'all asking me these questions? Like, y'all know where I live and where I work. Again, just not really understanding the situation. So they call EMS. It took EMS about 25 minutes to get up there. But when EMS got there, I was fine. Like, I was sitting up. I stood up. I'm like, wow, episode. Embarrassing. But I, I don't really need to get in the truck. Just so happened that the person who organizes this group, he did his first marathon maybe a week or two before. And he caught a case of dehydration. And with that, he thought he was fine, tried to get back up, but realized he wasn't. So he had another episode. So since that happened to him, he's like, you need to get in this truck. Mm -hmm. So I get in the truck. They run an EKG. EKG shows that I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, listen, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I had a long night. If you give me oxygen and an IV, I promise you I'll be okay. So they gave me oxygen, gave me an IV ran an EKG again, and I came back 100% all right. To the point where the EMS workers, yeah, 100% all right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So the first time you were having a heart attack. Yeah. The they EKG, gave you some IV and ran yeah. it back and said, you fine? They ran an IV line and they gave me some oxygen. First time I had oxygen. Oxygen is great. So I had, I had that oxygen in the IV. And after that, it was just like 100% normal. Like nothing happened. A completely normal person for my age. They were like, do you even want to go to the hospital? I mean, because you said just give you oxygen in the IV. So obviously you you okay. So they decided to take me to the hospital anyway. So when they rolled me into the hospital, the um, workers... They looked at my EKG results and they said, you know what? We think you had a heart attack. I'm like, I'm 29 years old. Yeah, I ain't had no heart attack. I was, I was running. I run every week. And plus, to, to be honest with you guys, as I said, my dad had three heart attacks. And I'm like, I don't really got to worry about that stuff until I'm 40. I'm 29, so I'm not having a heart attack. I really thought that. And I, I, I don't know if it's immature thoughts, I guess so. But yeah, that was my thought. So they said, no, we, we want to run some more tests. So they rolled me back into the calf lab. The calf lab is where they put dye in your veins to see if you have any blockages. So as they're doing this, they discover that I have a 95% blockage in my right coronary artery. 95. Yeah, like almost completely closed. And when they ran my cholesterol, my cholesterol was 495. Now, if you know about cholesterol, anything over 200 is considered high. So to go in there with the cholesterol level of 495, the doctors literally said to me, we don't know how you're alive. Dancing crew, trip for two, nailed the final interview. Game with Doug, brand new mug. Come here, kid. Give me a hug. The more you want to do, the more we want to do. New COVID-19 boosters designed for recent Omicron variants are now available. Learn about eligibility and schedule a free updated booster today at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. So what they had to do, and one thing to mention, this was Memorial Day of 2015. So... I'm thinking I'm about to be in and out of there. Because again, I don't really know what's going on. I think I had a heart attack, but nobody's really confirmed this. However, 
I'm on the table and now they're doing emergency stent surgery. And since this is Memorial Day weekend, they have to gather people from everywhere because it's a holiday weekend. So they just had to get the staff to, to perform this surgery because it was just so immediate and needed. So they perform the surgery, they go in through my wrist uh, and place a stent in my right coronary artery to clear out all of the blockage and everything like that. So mind you, I still think I'm going home. So they roll me into the room and I say, hey, doctor, when am I leaving? They said, sir, you just had a major heart attack. You're not going anywhere. You're lucky to be here. And, and they further explained to me, if you weren't a runner, if you weren't active, you wouldn't have made it. Mm. It was that one decision in running that just changed my life. Not thinking anything of it. I'm just trying to be social, make a friend or two. But it seems like those friends actually saved my life. That's powerful. Very. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. At what point in time did it actually, because you're saying throughout, throughout all of this, you're like, nah, I'm good. Like, I ain't really having a heart attack. At what point in time did it actually sit in with you? Like, yo, I just had a major heart attack. Like, yo, I, I literally two seconds ago could have not have been here. You know, probably when I had to realize that I, I really wasn't going anywhere and I had to spend the night. So, I mean, honestly, like, I, you know, when we're young, we we think we're so invincible, right? Like, we can bounce back from anything. But as I looked at it, it I'm like, wait, they got this thing on my wrist because they went in. So that's patched up. They got the... Um, I forgot the technical name of it, but you know, the patches they put on you to monitor your heart. This is here and they just served me dinner. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so when I had that, I'm like, yeah, I'm here. But you know, it gave me time to think. And you know, it was such a blessing because so many people came to visit me and supported me. And we, of course, we had a group chat. And when it went out in the group chat, everybody just stopped like, are you serious? We had a lot of plans. It's Memorial Day weekend. We was ready to kick it. But everybody put that aside, come up to the hospital to make sure I was okay. And and it just really, that second day, and again, since it was a holiday weekend, I had an extended stay. So usually people would leave on Monday. I had to leave on Tuesday because people were still out, as the nurse said, cooking barbecue. But um yeah, I, I sat there and I said, wow, that one decision to run, to be active, those things that I didn't feel like going, but I was, I felt so accountable to my friends that I made in that running group. And 
people who saw me running, I posted it, I, I felt accountable to them. And I just came up with this whole mantra of heart strong. So what I tell people is be heart strong. And to be heart strong, that means to protect your heart and everything in it. So what does that mean, right? When we look at our day to day, we have family. Oh, that's my heart. Our jobs, our hobbies. Oh, that's my heart. You know, different things that you consider to be your heart or within your heart, you got to protect that because then you got to think, what if you weren't there? Because that's what I started to think. Like, man, what if this would have been my last day? And I just think about my life now as I'm going on 37. I just think about all the things I would have missed. I would have missed my wedding. I would have missed my family members grow up. Major accomplishments that I've made. My friends' major accomplishments. And that's what it means to be heart strong. It means that for me, my friends are in my heart. I got to be here for them. My family's in my heart. I got to be here for them. So what do I need to do? I got to protect my heart and everything in it. And that means make that one decision that could completely change your life and save your life. Yeah, that's real. What are some things that you would say that you do differently now that you weren't doing before the heart attack? So, you know, are you eating differently? Are you sleeping differently? Like what have been some things that you, you know, after the heart attack was like, you know what? I got to have a come to Jesus moment. Like I can't keep doing this. I got I got to yeah. switch it up. Are there even like stress factors that you try to avoid mm -hmm. yeah. those environments that you just stay away from? Well, you know, the thing is for me, um, let's talk about stress first. Uh, you know, I, I'm a pretty optimistic guy, so I try not to let things stress me too much. Uh, I think I have a great support system with family and friends, so I always have outlets where I don't feel like I'm against the wall or anything of that nature. When it comes to eating, I'll tell you, I, I'm a five-star air fryer chef. You know, like, that was one of the gifts that my mom bought me for Christmas after the situation happened. She bought me an air fryer, so... I was able to eat some of those foods that I love that I didn't need to eat as often or at all. So, I mean, I love French fries, but now I perfected how to get a potato, cut it up myself, season it how I want it, and throw it in the air fryer. Those and air you, fryers change lives. I change got my lives. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Man, I got two of them. That's how life-changing it is. <laughs> so, I mean, my friends are like, we ain't going to make a cookbook. Nah, y'all just gonna have to get this on social media. Y'all, y'all can take some recipes. But so I, I live by my air fryer. Uh, my wife and I, we we cook a lot at home. Uh, she used me as inspiration actually to start her own juicing business as well. Because of course, when we look at our families, a lot of us have ailments and we don't take it seriously. So she looks at her father who has had cancer. She's looked at her stepmother who has had um, diabetes. Her mom passed away from breast cancer, unfortunately. So she just looked at all that. And then me having a heart attack so young, she developed a juicing business so people can get those nutrients. So, you know, I'm the taste testing. So I, I love that. But, you know, overall, it starts with awareness. You know, you got to be aware of what you put in your body. And one thing I say is, you know, I'm not one of those people that just say, oh, you got to change your life completely. Like you got to do what's best for you because what you can't do is do what you think you should in a sense. Uh, not let me say think what you think you should. Think what others think you should do. Like, hey, now I got to go 100% vegan. Like, if you're not really built for that lifestyle, don't fool yourself to thinking you are. But what you can do is maybe you can go throughout the week 
and and be vegan through the week, but maybe you have a Friday or a Saturday when you you have your quote unquote cheat day. But again, it's about being aware, and that goes back to being heart strong, right? Protecting your heart and everything in it, and making that one decision or two or three that can save your life or change your life. Yes, small steps lead to bigger steps. Absolutely. And I said this in the last podcast with uh, Dr. Brown, you don't need to be eating free fr French fries every day, okay? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying mm -hmm. French fries are bad because Jackie of the Page will eat a French fry. And <laughs> by a French fry, I will get the large French fry from time to time. From time to time. From time to time, okay? Right. 365ers, that's your, what's your 365? is it's a time to time situation. There's a time and a place for French fries. Every day ain't the time and the place. Right, right. You can't it's live off not. that. You can't. Yeah, and that's what I was doing as a young man. So, you know, even going back to the food question, like it was, man, I think about my young days in those, those 20 years, it was a lot of fast food. But, you know, we say perception is reality, not all the time, because I looked at myself like, hmm, I look good, I got muscles, I'm cool. But, you know, I, I did a little bit of writing after the situation and I wrote an article about uh, you got to know what's under the hood. So you can see a fancy car on the street. They might get it washed every day. It look good, but they might need a new carburetor or, or a, a timing belt or something like that. Because why? They're not looking under the hood and taking care of what's under there. So it can look good on the outside all at once. But if you're not taking care of the main thing, the engine, what, what does it mean? That's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. Um, so a lot of this, as you mentioned, is uh, genetic. And um, as you've gotten older, has anyone else in your family experienced any of these similar issues? Yeah. So I'm the I'm the youngest of mm -hmm. um, of three kids, um, and my oldest sister has high cholesterol as well. So my middle sister, she um, unfortunately passed away. She did not have high cholesterol. So that just shows you genetics, right? We got it from our father and went to the oldest and then went to the youngest. So she suffers from high cholesterol as well. She has made changes. She does more diets than I do. When it comes to diets for me, again, what we just talked about, I believe more in lifestyle changes. Lifestyle changes more long-term, something you can stick to longer because I feel like a lot of time when you hear diet, people have a short-term goal in mind and then they just go right back to those habits. Preach. So, you know, and I talk to my sister about that all the time. Like, you know, you, you about to just go right back to it. But, you know, she she's taking her health more serious as well. Uh, she just celebrated her 50th birthday. So shout out to her. And uh, she told me she's taking up boxing. So that's something new for her. So, again, it's very important for us to be physically active. Mm, yeah. What has life or what does life look like after um you have a heart attack. I think we kind of talk about the before, the the moment it happens, but what does life look like afterwards? Um, you know, do you still have to go to the doctor? Is there still medication that's involved? Um, what does that after look like? So since my case is genetic, I am on medicine for life. And basically just to explain how my genetics work, my body does not stop making cholesterol. So we have a receptor protein that tells your body, all right, we don't eat anymore, but I was born without one. So my body continues to produce cholesterol. Uh, when I was younger, it was a lot of the good cholesterol. So yeah, the doctors didn't 
work they worried about it but not too much but as i got older again eating that fast food then it was the bad cholesterol that really started to pack on so uh i'll tell you guys my medicine regimen i take uh three pills every day oh. one being an aspirin to thin out my blood since i have a stent and um i'm on a cholesterol medicine and also a medicine that individuals take who've had heart attacks before it helps to stop a second heart attack but I'm also on an injectable cholesterol medicine because I would say maybe four years after the heart attack, you know, in, in answering your question too, what does it look like? Doctor visits, not missing a doctor visit. So making sure I stay in communication with my doctor, understanding things. So if I happen to go to somebody else and because my case is so different where they didn't really know how to treat me because I was so young. So I really had to listen and understand things to know what was best for me and to ask the right questions. Because to be honest, sometimes they might just read from a book to say what you should do. But when you know your body and you've asked the right questions and you have a relationship with your doctor, then you can have that conversation like, oh, maybe not. Because they tried to get me on this experimental cholesterol drug for about three to four years. And I'm like, it's new. I don't want to take that but you know i finally gave in and it definitely helped my cholesterol again it's important to have a relationship with your doctor because through that relationship we were able to have that dialogue of let's hold off let's look at my numbers here let's let's think about this next visit and honestly without going 100 percent vegan i did the best i can do like really cutting down a lot of stuff that I would normally do and just living a very strict lifestyle that I could live with. And even then, my cholesterol level was at 199. With me trying everything I could do without going 100% plant-based. Because honestly, that's just something I didn't want to do. No, and that's understandable. Who, yeah, no, not to anybody who does it. I respect it. And I've had some plant-based food and it's actually good. But, you know, I, my family's from the South, so this is very difficult. So, um, you know, after taking that medicine, I think my cholesterol dropped down to like 130. But again, from having that relationship, we were able to manage my health appropriately and comfortably. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. That's amazing. So in that upkeep, yeah, all those doctor visits, keeping up with that dialogue, I'm sure that shifted your perspective of being in a hospital versus now versus when you were younger. I know for me, I'm young, I'm 28 and I don't like going to the doctor, <laughs> but I'm sure going to the doctor that consistently not only informs your own particular condition, but maybe other things that you need to check up on 
um, that sometimes men don't. We have a lot of conversations on um, Black Health 365 about things that men need to check up on. And sounds like you're in the hospital more, so. <laughs> yeah. You're staying yeah. full. Yeah, you, you definitely got to get everything checked. I mean, of course, I have regular visits. I, I go to a cardiologist and also my, my cholesterol doctor. I go to my cholesterol doctor more because that was the main issue. But, you know, I, I, it's funny. Sometimes I go to my cardiologist and they're like, why are you here again? <laughs> like, but you good, get out of here. But, uh, you know, it, it was important for me because for the longest, I didn't have a primary care doctor, but I'm like, all right, you know, my heart, my cholesterol is cool, but what what happened if my, my thumb started twitching? I don't know why, or, or let me get ahead of this. And, you know, a lot of times, because the thing is, I got ahead of it in eighth grade, again, and, and, and when I was 26. But I didn't take it seriously. So being able to get ahead of those things and catching it early, you can manage it. And you can possibly manage it without medicine or anything extreme. So, you know, to your point, Britt, it is very important not just to go and 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 handle one thing you got. You got to know what's going on with the total package. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, absolutely correct. SP. Yo, I, 29, I'm still like, yo, that's crazy. I'm 34 and I like you. Um, and I'm sure like a lot of younger people think that heart attack, that'll never happen to me. Not until I'm 50, 60, mm-hmm. 70. That'll never happen this early. And to hear your story is like, yo, this is crazy that it can happen. And to a lot of people, unfortunately, it does happen. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I, I won't say I have a an extreme case of this, but my heart does go out to people who don't survive heart attacks, who didn't know. I was at an American Heart Association event not too long ago, and, you know, I'm a board member. So backtracking for that, uh, after the situation, I joined the American Heart Association because I wanted to learn more and I wanted to educate the community on heart health, stroke, uh, just because knowledge is power, right? So I just didn't want to get out and, and say anything. I actually wanted to have knowledge behind it. So I've been an active board member of the American Heart Association since 2015. And I speak at events a lot. And the last event I spoke at, you know, I'm used to going up there and telling my story. And, you know, it's like, hey, great. Glad you're still here. But it's some people that get up there and say, yeah, and they never woke up. And it's like, man. And the last event I was at, this woman spoke on behalf of her husband who didn't make it. And it just so happened to be his birthday that day. So it's like, man, like, thank God that I'm here to be able to share this story. And I think it's important to share my story because I don't want people to take their life for granted. Again, a, a big reason I tell people um, it started when I was 26 or in the eighth grade because I want them to know a lot of times we know about these issues, but again, we don't take them seriously. So you've got to start tending to these things because you don't want to be like me. And I know for every birthday I have, I do 29 plus whatever year it is, because again, the doctor who told me I want to see 30 was almost right. Going back to that Dharma talk, live with passion, y'all. You never know. 
And I think that is your, uh, what's your 365 is to live with passion, to live every day with passion. Because like Britt said in the Dharma talk, like SP has said this entire time, tomorrow is not promised. So live every day with passion um, and make sure, and and I feel like I say this a lot um, in the podcast, make sure you're an advocate for your health. Okay. Um, Make sure you're going to go to, make sure you go to those doctor's appointments, make sure, you know, if something's not right, um, you know, your body, you're able to speak to it because those things can really change and save your life. And I think that is one of the things that um, Sam has proven to us is like, he knew that something wasn't completely right. Um, he he may not have, you know, been on the whole like mm, a heart attack situation, but he knew something wasn't right. Um, and he was able to speak to that. So um, yeah, that's your, what's, what's your 365 is, is, you know, passion and living that passion and go to the doctor. Okay. Get, get yourself checked. Because I think for us, a lot of times we think a heart attack is Freya's hair for, right? Like, it, yeah, right. Like, when I'm coming to enjoy you, you know? <laughs> but, but I didn't feel any of that. You know, it was no tingling in the left arm, it was no elephant on my chest, it was just fatigue. So, at no point did it ever cross my mind I was having a heart attack. Even after they said, We think you have one, I'm like, Y'all wrong. I had no heart attack. Psych. But nah, it was right. Yeah, but you knew, but you knew something was different within your body. Absolutely, um, you knew that this run was a different run, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, with us, we like to play Superman and Superwoman, super yeah, woman, and we don't pay attention to those little things. Had you not paid attention to those little things, and when somebody was like, "Hey, do you want some water?" Hey, you you may not have been here today. A lot of times, oh, yeah, I'm good. Like, you just, no, like, you knew something was different. Yeah, and and I had coworkers remind me, I remember being in an office and and I would say, my chest feel a little tight. Huh, but I didn't think anything of it. And not saying that was necessarily a heart attack, but it was my body's early warning system. Again, because I had a blockage, a major blockage. And, you know, being a part of the American Heart Association as well, I... There was a pastor whose story is similar to mine. He was preaching on Sunday, and then he went down, and the doctor said, since you preach the way you do, so passionate that your body was used to forcing its way through that blockage that you had. It's amazing what the body can do, and it's very important to listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, Sam... This was an amazing narrative, and I'm happy that you understand the power and value of your narrative. Where can people find you? Where can people reach you if they want to hear more about your story? Yeah, you know, I'm always open to talk about it. Um, a lot of people have come to me about, hey, did, did you feel this or do you think this is it? So I've become a, a quarter-time doctor, no disrespect to any doctors out there. But again, being a part of the American Heart Association, I just use my knowledge. Uh on Instagram, where I'm most active, it's uh, S P D A Cool Kid, C O O L K I D. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, again, I'm open to dialogue. I have a lot of my stories shared um, from TV interviews that I've done, from work with the American Heart Association, even the writings that I have. Again, I just try to hit it from every different angle so people can understand. So. Instagram is the main way that you can find me. And also, if you just type in Heartstrong and YouTube, that story will pop up as well. 
SP, thank you so much. Sam Pizzle, thank you so much. Um, Thanks for having me. For sharing your story. Um, like Britt said, there, there's power in words. Um, there's power in telling your story and giving your testimony. And that's something that we try to do here um, on the Black Health 365 podcast. Is, yeah, we want to have doctors come on and, you know, we want them to give all the big words and all that. But again, there is a different type of power when you hear a story, when you hear a testimony and, and how that person has walked through um, their respective journey. So thank you for, you know, having the audacity and the courage um, to tell that story because it's not easy for everybody to do. So thank you. Absolutely. Anytime. Great storyteller too. <laughs> oh, I, was so I told you I tell long stories. <laughs> Listen, we take it. We like it. Eight years like old. It. I was like, hold on, this is. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we loved it. We definitely did. Three sixty fivers, as always. If there is something, a topic that you want us to cover, hit us up on Instagram at Black Health Three Sixty Five. Again, that is Black Health Three Sixty Five. Go ahead and slide in them DMs. Okay, we will answer you. Have a phenomenal day, and we will holla at you later. Adios. Peace, namaste, and love, y'all. Black Health 365 is an Urban One and Reach Media production hosted by Jackie Page and Britt Daniels, created by Samuel Tatum and Laura Lopez, executive produced by Brittany Jackson and Kadisha Campbell, editing and production, Jahi Whitehead, sales and corporate sponsorship, Patty Johnson.